uppity face. Oh, no. You know I'm no good with this hair and makeup stuff. True. Mallory was a no-nonsense kind of girl. She was completely beautiful, inside and out, and her skin was so perfect. She had no need for makeup. Hence the reason she had no idea how to apply it. I, on the other hand, had a pale complexion that needed a lot of help and a somewhat unruly mane of red hair, so I was a hair and makeup pro. She was obviously nervous, because she kept chattering on. He's a first-year med student, a year older than me, and he's gorgeous and brilliant and so kind. Juliet, you're going to absolutely love him. I chuckled as I applied some more blush to her cheeks. It sounds like you already love him, Mal. She sighed dreamily. I don't believe in love at first sight, but when I'm with him, I feel alive and all tingly on the inside. I've never felt that way before. We've known each other for only a few weeks, but there's just something about him. I'm going to marry that boy. Slow down there. You can't know that already. Mallory looked pointedly at me. You want to marry Pete, and you've never even kissed him. My entire face flamed red. I don't want to marry Pete. That's ridiculous. We're best friends. Best friends don't look at each other the way you two do. There was a knock at the door. Pete called, Mallory, your date's here. She squealed, Oh, wish me luck. I gave her a hug. Good luck, although it sounds like you won't need it. Present-day Mallory smiled, looking back and forth between Pete and me. And of course, everyone knew the two of you would end up together. Pete and I both started protesting at the same time. Oh, we're not. No, the two of us aren't. I jerked my thumb toward Ryder. I'm actually with him. Oh, I'm so sorry, she said, her cheeks turning pink. Ryder growled from the corner. It's a common mistake. Her professional bedside manner firmly back in place, she said, Pete, I'll have someone come in and clean up your face, and then we'll have your wrist casted. Get comfortable, because you're going to be here for a few hours. And, Juliet, pull up your calendar. We're going to find a date this week for a girls' night out. A few hours later, after I'd apologized and been forgiven for blaming Ryder for Pete's accident, I drove Pete to his house. Seriously, Jules, you don't have to stay here with me, he said, slurring the last half of the sentence as he stumbled up his sidewalk. Luckily, I had a tight grip on his good arm to make sure he didn't create any extra bumps and bruises. They gave you some good drugs, so I'll settle you in, at least. I got him in the house and laid him down on the couch, placing the remote within his reach. I then ran to the kitchen to rummage through his refrigerator for a bottle of water and something for him to eat. By the time I'd warmed up a slice of leftover pizza and brought it out to him, he was fast asleep. I stayed for about an hour, until he woke up, grunted something at me, and got up and headed for his bedroom. After I made sure he was safely in bed, I let myself out, hoping I would be lucky enough to fall asleep that easily tonight. The monotony of my workdays lately was starting to get to me. Today was pretty much an exact copy of yesterday, including an even grumpier Pete, thanks to the added pain of his wrist and other wounds. Ryder came in for lunch, 
but I could tell he was still not quite over my rant about Pete's accident. He was a little standoffish and short with me. That evening, I finally got a reprieve from my all-encompassing boredom. Wednesday was open mic night, which was one of my favorite things about Java Jive. I would have loved to have been up on the stage performing, but that ship had sailed long ago. I was still more than happy to watch others perform, though. Open mic night was as packed as ever, and Pete seemed to be in a little better mood, at least. Maybe it was the pain meds. We were standing off to the side of the tiny stage in the front of the coffee house, facing the crowd. That girl's not bad, he said, thoughtfully regarding the pretty singer on stage. He turned his attention back to the crowd. And your neighbor is drooling all over her. I scanned the room for Trevor Wells, the college student who lived in the apartment next to mine. When I'd moved down here, all I could afford was a crappy one-bedroom apartment.